This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendoris, the old Trailblazer broadcast, going forth, riding old Dan, as it were, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we want to invite you to tune in each day, Monday through Friday at this time. Our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We just enjoy bringing you God's message and bringing you, thus saith the Lord, holding out holding up Christ as our Redeemer. Not anything else, my friend. We preach Christ. The Paul tells that young Timothy said, go and preach the gospel. And that's what our, our aim is here. That's what our purpose is, to preach the gospel. Would you write us and let us know that you're listening? Let us know that you'd like to help us with the broadcast here on the old Trailblazer broadcast. And uh, if you will, sit down and write us a letter and tell us how much you uh, enjoy the broadcast. So we'd be glad to hear from you. In our last study... There in First Peter, we had come to verse 8 and were speaking of those who were disobedient unto the Lord. Peter tells us to be obedient. But look, there, there's so, so many that are disobedient. Let me read the 8th verse again. Speaking of our Lord, And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at his word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Now, my friend, this, this, did you hear that verse? Being disobedient whereunto they were appointed. God's word is plain. We are to be obedient to those who have the rule over us. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 5 we read, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembleness, trembling in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Christ becomes a rock of offense and a stumbling stone to all who are disobedient unto the truth. I want to go back this morning, take a few moments. We spoke of it in our last uh, study, speaking there of the disobedient children of the wilderness. And uh, I like to study those things because you know what it does? It shows forth the grace of God as well as the wrath of God. Now, my friend, God is a God of wrath as well as a God of mercy. I want us to go back and look there uh, where the children of, Ang of Israel were being led out of the wilderness by Moses, whom God had appointed and anointed to bring them forth from Egypt into the land of milk and honey, the land of Canaan land there. It was, it, yes, there was always opposition to Moses' leadership. From day one, there was murmuring and complaining. We saw where they complained about not having water. After they crossed the Red Sea there, the water bottles ran dry, and they were murmuring and complaining, and uh, the Lord gave them water from the rock. Moses, uh, the Lord told Moses to strike the rock, and clear, cool, gushing water came forth, enough for all of those who had uh, were, were needed water, yes. And they complained about not having bread, and the Lord sent them the manna from heaven. Now listen, my friend, many of you have never thought about it. Did you know that the manna came down every morning? For 40 years there in the wilderness, not one day did those women have to bake bread. They didn't have anything to bake bread with. They didn't have any, any grain. They were on the move for 40 years. But that manna, angel's food it's been called, came down every morning as the sun came up. They went outside, picked up enough for that day, and uh, it came down the next day. 
That's just like the grace of God, isn't it? Do you see the grace of God there in the manna from heaven? It's always fresh. It's always there. It's always at our fingertips. The grace of God. When the Lord saves a sinner, he doesn't go off and leave him. We're not in the wilderness of sin. We're not in the wilderness there without bread and water. No, the spiritual bread and the spiritual water is right at our fingertips, my friend. Just as this manna, this heavenly manna was there for those. Uh, those. They complained of no meat. And the Lord gave them the quails in abundance until they were sick, many of them sick unto death. All these things, in all these things, our Lord was long-suffering with them. And now in the book of Numbers, chapter 16, we find this man, Korah. Yes, oh, Korah. Remember that name for what a terrible sin uh, he committed in God's sight. Don't ever forget that name, Korah. And, uh, and what, what, a, what a stigma is left because of his name. We read there in uh, Numbers, uh, I believe it's chapter 16 and verse uh, 3. And they, they gathered themselves together against Moses, against Aaron, and said unto them, Ye, speaking to Moses and Aaron, ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then, lift up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Do you do you see this? The uh, murmuring there, my friend, the sarcasm. Now here in these verses and others, we see the blatant disobedience of God. Of God, God had appointed Moses. God had anointed him, and he had trained him for 40 years in Pharaoh's court. He was not a novice, my friend. The Lord doesn't pick a novice to do his work. No, he trained him 40 years there in the courts of Pharaoh, and then 40 years on the backside of the desert as he tended the sheep there for his father-in-law. Yes, and he had brought him forth now as a leader to uh, lead these people out of the land of Egypt. But now this man, Korah, and in all of his envy and hatred for Moses, had gathered around him a, a little band of followers who would follow his leadership. And now they came to Moses, and they said, uh, uh, "God to Moses, who was God's anointed, and said, We believe, we believe that you've taken too much authority upon yourself, Moses. Aren't uh, the others here capable of making some of these decisions that have to be made? <coughs> What's wrong with us? What's wrong with some of us taking some of the responsibility and the leadership and leading the people out? But my friend, the Lord never appointed Korah, did he? Does that sound like uh, Korah and the others were being obedient to Moses and unto the Lord? No. Sounds like rebellion to me. It was never seen. Uh, I've never seen it fail when God begins to use some individual to lead his people. Old Satan always wants to disrupt the harmony. He lives on confusion. He causes confusion in every congregation where the Holy Spirit is working. <coughs> Here someone will fall into uh, into uh, those things, yes, in, uh, in, into his schemes. We see folks fall into Satan's schemes, and he uses men and women to carry out those schemes. He stays back in the background. He doesn't come out to the forefront. No, he uses someone, usually uh, uh, a work, and someone who's easily led. 
some weak person who's easily led, easily influenced, some individual to do his bidding. Many times he uses uh, some woman or a group of women to lead out in a rebellion or some old deacon who believes he should be in authority and is not willing to wait upon the Lord. No, he drifts off into rebellion, drifts into rebellion under Satan's leadership, gathers about him a few who are willing to follow blindly after him <coughs> like those who did here in following Korah. Our Lord is not unaware of rebellion, my friend, whether it be here in this ministry or there in the wilderness under Moses' leadership. Our Lord is never taken by surprise in any of those things. No, he gives an individual enough responsibility or enough rope, as the old pastor used to say, and pretty soon they'll hang themselves. My friend, I know I can wait on the Lord just as Moses did. I want to read you now in verse 28 of Numbers chapter 16 and see what happened to Korah and his band of followers. We can't read it all because we just don't have time. But let's begin there at verse 27. So they got up from their tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, uh, Abram, on every side, and Dathan and Abram came out and stood in the door of their tents and their wives and their sons and their little children. Let's stop here and say that no man goes to hell by himself. No man goes into rebellion by himself. No, not alone. He always takes his family with him. Yes. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord <laughs> has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own might. No. My own mind. No. Satan, uh, Moses was not carrying out his own orders. If these men do the, die the common death of all men, or if they if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth, and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then they shall be then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And it came to pass, as he made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground cleave asunder that was under them, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their houses and, their, and, and the men that appertained to Korah and all their goods. Now listen, my friend, you can go on in your rebellion. You can. You can curse God. You can run from him, do what, what seemeth good in your sight. But here these words will witness against you. You can't fight God and win. No, no. You can't fight God and win. You can have your way for a while. You can question God's authority for a while. You can cry God's messenger down. Carry on all you having your own way and uh, never bending your knee uh, in repentance. You can do all this. No one will stop you. But one day when time is ripe, when God says enough, then he'll uh, bring all that to judgment, my friend. He'll avenge himself. Did you know the Lord will avenge himself? He will always avenge himself. He will avenge his servant. All of those who have despitefully used and abused God's messengers and dragged his name down into the dirt will one day have to pay for their sins if they never repent. There are folks living now 
who, who maligned our late pastor, who dragged his name down in the dirt. They've never one time repented of their sin. That sin is on the record books of heaven, my friend. And unless God grants them repentance and they'll go down one day, let me tell you, my friend, you can't fight God and win. No, you can't. Yes, no, I know our Lord is long-suffering. Yes, he'll give you space to repent. But if you choose to have your own way, if you choose to side on the side of Satan, on the side of the world, and your old heart is never softened and made to feel the guilt and penalty of sin, I don't care uh, how great a preacher you become. I don't care how well off you are. You may seemingly be blessed of the Lord, things going all well with you, but listen, sin doesn't die with old age, my friend. No, it doesn't. It doesn't die. It's on record. Sin is on a record. That record is still there, and you'll answer for it one day. The only way that that sin is put away is by the precious shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your only hope is that blood. Yes, that blood of the Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is my Redeemer this morning. He washed away my sins with His precious blood. And there now, my friend, I'm a child of God. Yes, my friend, God gets all the glory uh, for someone going to hell because of His justice is being satisfied. But listen, I mean... <coughs> Yeah, and my friend, there, there'll not be one left out of that in that number, my friend, because God will not uh, allow sin to stay uh, unpunished. Oh, if you never repent, my friend, if you never take your place as a sinner, you will be just as old Korah was. Did you know his family went down with him? The Scripture said his sons and his daughters, his little children, those that appertained to him, those who befriended him, those who had had uh, joined in with him in rebellion against God. My my friend, rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Did you know that? Just as a sin of witchcraft, God hates it. God hates witchcraft. God hates rebellion. God hates self-righteousness, my friend, to portray yourself as somebody who you're not. But he hates a sin of rebellion with a passion. He'll not let it stand. You can rail on uh, this ministry if you want to. You can criticize this pastor if you want to. But God will have the last say, my friend. He will vindicate his true messenger, whoever he is, wherever he is. And sin will not go unpunished. Oh, my friend, would you turn to the Lord while it's time, before it's too late? You know, one day it'll be too late. Oh, my friend, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Uh, remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 7. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to attend Fellowship Weekend, October 27th through 29th at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. Join listeners from near and far for this time of old-time preaching, dinner and lunch on the grounds, and fellowship. For information and local lodging options, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658. We look forward to seeing you soon. 